Welcome to the Think Big and Go Global podcast. I am your host, Mireille Zula, founder of Global Women & Co., a global organization aiming to empower women locally and connect them globally. My background is in media and psychology, and my mission is to help women build their confidence and grow their financial freedom. I want to see women thriving and standing in their power, and it never has been a better time than now. In these episodes, you will meet women and men around the world who have gained skills, knowledge and wisdom aiming to become better and contribute more. Tune in to learn everything about mindset, psychology and business. You'll take yourself in such a journey to change, recreate, transform and reprogram yourself. I invite you to a path that will guide you to be more fulfilled, happier and excited to live a meaningful Laura Tim has emigrated to London, United Kingdom from Estonia in 2010. Since then, she has become known as an elite speaker, trusted leader, business mentor, and a great, great, um, amazing role model. During her career, Laura has worked in several diverse industries, including constructions, motoring, and IT, to name a few, defining both personal and professional expectations in each of them. As you can see, very male-dominated field. And Laura has managed to build all her career and be distinguished on, on this profession as, as a great mentor as well. She has unique skills to view problems and situations that are often seen as complex and deduce them to their most bare elements to come up with reasonable and practic practical solutions. Uh, Laura has spoken on the same stage with some of the most amazing, powerful speakers, including Randy Zuckerberg, former director of Facebook, and George Rose, John Travolta. She has been featured in the Global Woman magazine, in the um, book project, Migrant Woman book project, Phenomenal Global Woman. She has re received many, many awards, and we are so grateful to have Laura here right now because, um, yeah. As I said, we, it's, it's really important that we keep talking about how to overcome these limitations, how to change our limited beliefs. So thank you, Laura, for being with us. You left Estonia in 2010 mm -hmm. with a dream to start a new life here in the UK and develop your career here. So what, what made you leave Estonia? And tell us, um, how did you start your, your life here from, from the very beginning? Leaving Estonia, I think I knew I was going to leave Estonia. Gosh, I must have been around 10 or 12. Um, I knew that one day I will live in London. I didn't know how long for or when I will leave for London. Um, I was in my early 20s when I finally made that leap. I didn't prepare. I didn't really have a lot of savings. I didn't really have a plan. My plan was to just fly over and, and figure things out once I got here. I only knew one person briefly before who um, I connected with and said that I can stay with them initially. 
so I took that leap of faith, packed my two bags at the time, which now seems ridiculous because I have so much more stuff now, uh, but two bags. And I just booked my single way flight and I moved. And I always knew that I will live internationally. Not, there's nothing wrong in Estonia as well. I want to make it very clear. I'm really connected to my roots because I think it's really important where we come from because it shapes us. And I continue going back to Estonia as often as I can. And sometimes even once a month or every second month. But my life and my vision for my life is so much bigger. And I wanted to explore and I wanted to have different experiences because I believe that the more we experience, the more we grow. And it just opens this different, these different horizons for us and shapes us in a different way. And as I said, I didn't actually have a plan. And when I moved over, it was just based on the belief that it's time and that I can just make it happen. And um, I was actually working within a week. Wow, that's, uh, that's incredible. That's very impressive. So tell us, how did you manage to find um, a job within a week? I, I remember when I moved to London, I think uh, two years after you, I moved to London in 2012. And uh, I had that uh, very, very similar beginnings. I came with, uh, with a big dream, but with a little difference. My luggages got lost and I came with a handbag and I didn't know where I was going. But I, I had that big belief that I will find a job. And guess what? You would be lucky and very clever to find a job in a week. I have been applying every single day for 12 months. And it came a point where I was really feeling so devastated. And I remember myself sitting in the floor and crying and praying. I said, God, give me one job interview. I didn't have one single invitation for an interview. He said, give me one job interview and I promise I'm going to get the job. I just want to go to the interview. I'm going to get it. So uh, it, was, it has been really tough for me because nobody was calling me for an interview. Uh, and all the time I was just feeling like, is it something wrong with me? So probably this is going to serve to so many women who will be listening to this because we all like um, our explorers and some of us. Um, we travel a lot. We want to um, move from one country to another to give ourselves a chance. So what did you do? Def what, what is that thing um, special that you, you did and you managed to find a job in a week? So it, it was a combination of things. Um, I think it started as a build-up from Estonia um, I started working, I had my first summer job when I was 16, and then I was 17, just turning 18 when I started working full time, because I just loved working and being independent. And in Estonia, I just worked in different fields as well, that was in my bio, and I continued progressing. I wasn't afraid to start from the bottom. To be fair, it was more of let me learn as much as I can in different positions, roles, and industries. So I had a lot of experience in Estonia, which, as you, Mirella, know, in London usually doesn't mean a lot. You can have master's degrees, PhDs back home, but in the UK, it's often not recognized. I know so many people that I've met or interviewed over the years that have master's degrees, but still work in hospitality because they've never had local experience. So I was very fortunate that I did have the experience 
but I had actually made um, a contact in Estonia that I helped who I didn't know that lived in the UK who reached out to me and this was completely the universe because I didn't tell people that I was moving it was only a handful of people who even knew that I moved to London and this person somehow by the grace of the universe found out that I moved to London reached out to me because they weren't even sure if it was me that they were told about and asked me if it was me who was going to move to London I said yes and since I had helped them with their um, employment and their job in Estonia they just said okay I'll come and pick you up from the airport I said okay great I have a friend or someone that I know that I'm staying with and when they picked me up from the airport I was in the car and they said listen I work in hospitality I'm a manager if you want I can get you a job working in hospitality straight away but I have another job interview for you in a company where my girlfriend works and it's not a high level position but you can go for the interview and um, so I went for that interview so which was obviously down to the fact that sometimes you help someone and then they help up end up helping you along the way so I think that was the case I went for the interview exactly I went for the interview two things happened I was confident I I believed in myself I wasn't sure if it was the right fit but I believed in myself that anything I can just learn and I've always had the belief I can learn and I can uh, learn by doing and just listening and just um, make it happen I went for the interview two things happened I got to the building early half an hour early I had my book with me so I continued reading the book because I thought that okay if I'm half an hour early that seems too eager so I continued walking around the building and I think it must have been five ten minutes before I decided okay now it's time and in front of the building there was another girl who I saw that seemed lost and I already found out which door and which level to go. So I told, asked her if she's going to go for this company for the interview. And she said, yes. So I said, oh, come with me. I know where to go. And bearing in mind that I could have looked at this person that they are my competition and not help them. Um, and they came with me. I went for the interview. I had a really good interview with this um, uh, one of the team leaders over there who looked at my CV, said, oh, you have all the qualifications that we're looking for. Um, we'll give you a call back within the next week. When would you be able to start if we're interested? I said, I'm pretty much ready. I just moved. I'm ready. Um, and I saw the other girl being interviewed by someone else. So I leave the office. Um, one thing that I remember, I was wearing high heels. I think uh, I don't usually wear high heels. Marilla knows me. I don't Not anymore. I remember <laughs> leaving the office because I was dressed apart as well leaving the office and I heard the sales guys going like oh she's really tall and confident and I remember making my way back to the friend's place uh, that I was staying with and I got a call back within an hour and they asked me we really uh, like the interview we really like you can you start next week and are you sure you want to take this role because we think you're overqualified that was my only in my first interview in London and it was down to the fact that I had self-belief I was really confident answering the questions but I also had from previous roles um, the experience that I believe helped me get the role because that was what they were looking for and it's interesting that girl that came with me for the interview actually was being interviewed for a different position 
but we didn't know. And later on, she got hired and she asked me that, Laura, I was your, you could have seen me as competition. You didn't know which role I was applying for. And I just said, you know what? I just believe that if it was meant for me, then I will get the job. If it wasn't meant for me, then someone else would, would fit the role. And if you have that mentality, um, when you're not worried about lack and you just believe that, you know what, universe will, will make it happen or it will find a different way, you will always find a way. So I was very, very fortunate because Mirella, coming back to your experience, over the years, I've met so many people who are highly qualified, whether they've had degrees from the UK or from back home, they come to the UK and it's so difficult even getting an interview and not, not to talk about getting the job. And I've interviewed a lot of people over the years myself and I even ran a free masterclass on um, how to formalize your CV, but also I gave a different angle to people like what is the employer looking for? Insights, like what do they see on the CV? Um, what should you do with your social profiles and things? And it's interesting, the younger generation doesn't seem that worried about the fact that they'll post on the Instagram or social media things of them going out drinking and things like those, which for an employer seems a warning sign although we can all go out and have a drink but we don't really want the employer to have a different perception of us so I think with the job it was a combination of experience confidence but I also had the right presence um, so I think this this there's people saying that fake it until you make it um, I don't believe in the faking part when it's not true, but sometimes you do need to act as if. So when you walk into a five-star hotel and you feel that, oh my gosh, is this the right place for me? You know what? Act as if. Feel that this is where you belong and people will see that you belong. So I believe yeah, more in the act as if you're in the right place as the right person instead of faking it and saying that, oh, I have 10 million dollars in my bank account and maybe you only have 10 I don't believe in that but oh yes we've been talking about that Laura no yeah. that's not that's that's not it's a it's not just fake until make it it's it's a deceive and uh yeah it's a big difference on how you enter a building and you feel confident you feel you belong here you feel like you already um have started building your future there that's a different thing and I can resonate with that um, I have money, money situations after. Finally, uh, yeah, it's very interesting how we both um, started these parallel journeys in in a new country, but in a in a different way. But at the end, our roads cross over, and somehow, uh, like universe, just bring things together, and everything falls into the place in the right time. But you reminded me uh, after one year when I went to when I got this job interview and I was like crying from uh, from that opportunity that I said oh finally because I was just about to give up I said one year in this country I couldn't find mm. a job I started the job probably people know I started the job as a cleaner I was fired in five days because I remember one of my uh, friends said you know what forget you have been a celebrity in your home in your home country forget who have you been uh, wherever you have been here, you have to start low paid job here. You have to do what we all have done at the beginning. 
And I said, I don't care. I don't mind. Just please guide me. Just tell me what do I need to do? I said, you have to put food in the table for your son. He said, yes, I'm a great cleaner. Absolutely. Uh, but I always share this story. I was not fired because um, I'm not a good cleaner, but because I, I lost my way back home. I, I have been in this country for um, only about like one month or so, one or two months. And I didn't know how to, to go and, and find the address where I was supposed to go. Anyway, that's a long story, but uh, you, you just brought me back to these memories when I got the very first job, real job interview, and I'm sitting in front of this panel and um, they are asking me, okay, this is, um, this is a, a job for, for outreach. And that means that uh, you have to go out there and, and uh, be able to bring a lot of women together for your workshop. So, and, and you know what I did? I did apply for both jobs. It was a job for outreach and another job as a trainer, but I was not allowed to work in this country more than 20 hours. And each job was, um, one job was 15 hours and the other job was 20. I said, okay, at least let's see where I get, where I go. And uh, when I was asked this question, I say, okay, you are going to be an outreach. That means that you haven't been long in this country. You don't know that many people and you don't know the area very well, how are you going to find these ladies to come and join your workshop? And I remember that was a time when I had just submitted my book, Don't Let Your Love Go. And I was like in the love experiment. I was in this unconditional love experiment for 30 days. And I was really vibrating love. And I was believing, you know, when you vibrate love for yourself and for other people unconditionally, you just feel like everything is flowing. And that was my $1 million answer. I said, yes, I know, I know, I know. I can get, I know how to get women into the workshop. I said, how are you going to get women in the workshop? I said, I know what women want. I said, what do women want, according to you? Said, women want love. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love them and they're going to come back, of course. But I was in a target of bringing, um, organizing four workshops per week and bringing at least 20 women for each workshop. And at the beginning, I remember I... I really struggled to bring three women together because I didn't know that many women. But guess what? The three became 13 and then it became 20 and it became 30 and it became 40. And I remember there was a six weeks program at the end of the program at week six, I had 75 women in the room and it was like crazy, crazy, crazy successful. So um, you just reminded me of this and, and uh, both stories from both of us show that everything happens for a reason and everything um, is there to guide us to the next step. We don't need to know the full picture from the very beginning. We just start. So um, do you consider yourself lucky, Laura? We have talked a little bit uh, behind the scenes about it. I remember Laura had a, a couple of tears in her eyes when we talked about it because she said, I feel so privileged and lucky. I have, I have had a great life. But tell us, Laura, why did you feel like that? Um, it's, it's interesting. Two things. Firstly, to add as well, I think your story, how you brought people together in London, not knowing anyone actually, <laughs> makes me connect even more with um, Global Woman in LA when I decided to launch Global Woman in LA because I think it was, I think I, I feel more in your shoes in that sense. Um, when it yes. comes to 
feeling very fortunate. Um, I'm at the point in my life where things are usually quite easy, or at least they feel easy. But it's not that it's always been easy. It's just I've changed and grown so much that just has taking on anything and everything seems so much easier for me. But it's been a buildup. Um, there's many challenges that I feel that I faced when I was a kid, and we all do in our own way. But I was very fortunate to, at an early age, start teaching myself and developing these different beliefs and habits and systems for me that really helped me tackle things at such an early age. So I believe that I've gone through so many challenges and breakthrough moments in life that at this stage now, most things just have a flow for me. So when I look back, most of the challenges don't even have that heaviness to them because I've overcome them, I've accepted them, and I've released that heaviness and that negativity. So when I look back, it seems easy, but it wasn't easy. Sometimes it was hard work. Um, and most often than not, the real breakthroughs came when I changed myself. I'm a strong believer that our lives change when we first change ourselves. And quite often even people around us start behaving differently once we've had something that changes inside of us. And Mirella, you mentioned vibration and your energy is everything. The energy you show up with or you're in the room with, everyone can feel, whether they're conscious about it or not, people can feel that. So when I say that I'm lucky, I think it's coming to where I am today and looking back. I'm grateful for the journey I've had. I'm grateful for the challenges, but I'm also grateful for the lessons and for the growth. So looking back, um, the challenges seem easy now, but they weren't when I was going through those challenges. Um, and I think that's the key that I've created those patterns that have just made it so much easier for me to feel the way I feel now. And most, most people that know me, I'm always with a smile. It's very rare that I'm not smiling or that I'm not happy because it, it is my natural state. Um, but obviously I have days when I'm not smiling, which doesn't mean that I'm not okay, but sometimes I need to rest as well and be a bit more serious. Um, yeah, that's so true, I, Laura, because, um, as, as you mentioned, if we really want to change our life, we can't start by asking other people around us to change. But from the moment that we start changing our, the way we think, the way we speak, the way we behave, and we change the patterns, something that you'll talk later, then even people around us start changing. And also we start seeing opportunities that probably before didn't make sense, but they start making sense now. Opportunities that probably before we didn't know how to tap into it. And probably you are going to talk a little bit about that into the masterclass. Yes. Um, I'll also share those pivotal moments that I feel really shaped me. Um, and how I approached those or how I then shifted my mindset, uh, because I strongly believe in sharing stories uh, for you to be able to relate to and take your own lessons from those, uh, because sometimes we're ready for one lesson and not everything. And I believe that if you have the attitude that everything happens for a reason and there's always something you can learn, um, you will always continue growing. And I, I know so many people, not so many, but there's people that I've met at events or conferences because there was a point where I attended a lot 
and I easily spent over six figures just learning and growing additionally yeah. through the normal education that you get because I'm just hungry for, for information. And I remember meeting people who were like, I, li- I didn't learn anything. I'm like, how can you say that? Maybe you met mm. someone or maybe you relearned the lesson that you forgot. Or maybe you learned something that you weren't open to before. So always think that, okay, maybe I've heard this information before, but did I meet someone that I was meant to meet? Or did I hear a point from a different perspective? Always have a mindset for growth yes. and be open to the lessons because otherwise you're just cutting yourself off from learning and growing. And that's yeah. not the mindset you need to be able to develop yourself. Absolutely. You, you, um, you said something that we use, we, we listen a lot many times now because it's becoming um, something that it helps us to be more conscious Everything happens for reason, but I, I also believe that not only for reason, it happens for better. If something is happening to you as, as, um, as it comes like a closed door or something that probably you didn't expect, something that's make, making you feel bad, making you feel sad for that moment, probably that is a blessing. That is something that is closed because something better is coming. As um, this expression says, everything. Um, rejection is a redirection for something better. If you enjoyed this episode of How to Think Big and Go Global, it would be amazing if you follow on Spotify and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast. I would really appreciate your support of my vision to empower women around the world. In the last 10 years, I have been traveling around the globe and I have met thousands of women with a big desire to grow, expand and go global. Perhaps you wanted to have launched your business earlier and take some actions to start Think Big or you probably feel you're not ready and not prepared to start yet. The good news is that you can still start thinking and breaking many limited beliefs inside you. This is a big opportunity to tap into your highest potential. If you start right now, you are on time to create a breakthrough and accelerate on your path. Start developing your projects, grow your career, follow your dreams and feel fulfilled. By tuning in on these episodes, you'll learn a lot. How to connect with your true purpose and make sure that before you start, your vision is big enough and you're ready to take it global. You'll learn how to navigate your mental power tap into your biggest internal forces and be able to hold in your vision. You will be able to create online platforms by using social media and other channels that will help you and your vision to come to reality faster. Another thing which I'm really, really passionate is media. By you being able to tap into the media and raise your profile, it will help everything you do to position yourself as an expert in your industry and establish your authority in your field. That's why I would love you to join me on these episodes, which will help you to think, start, launch, scale, and go global. This podcast will challenge you to start asking the right questions. What is my purpose? What I'm meant to do in this world? How do I find my path? And you know what, my friend? Remember this. Finding is reserved for those who search. Begin to recognize the gift you have inside. Claim it, take ownership of it, and share it with those around you. 
this podcast and stretch you, challenge you, push you and encourage you to think and go global. You are in the right place and you can do this. Let's go together.